Listen to this podcast right now. Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following, following. the following is a journey into comics. Journey into comics. It's a journey into comics. It's a journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. Welcome back, everyone. This is Adulting Ain't Easy, a show because sometimes adulting is hard. My name is Andrew, and joining me, as always, is Liz. Hello. Hello. Now, what we're going to talk about today is something that kind of came up out of the blue today after I finished up working outside with Liz's father and grandfather, which was exciting, which is fun. And one thing you'll learn as an adult is that eventually you'll take vacation time not for fun, but to do home improvement projects. So, yay for us. Or go to the doctor. Or go to the doctor. Or just run errands because your life is so hectic that you can't even take a breath after work to go and get groceries. Do you ever calling in sick to do something fun instead of calling in sick to act because you're actually sick? Well, I didn't get to do that because my parents were fun suckers. Fun actually, suckers. there was one time we did it, but that was a, an extended one. We um, So my dad took a business trip to Hawaii when I was in the fifth grade, and it was for ten days. And so I was out of school, I think, for like five or six days or something like that. And... That was the only time that I was ever taken out of school early, like, for an extended absence like that. I've never got to, like, do anything fun on a day off of school. My parents were very strict about that. I don't feel good. Well, you're going to school. As long as I wasn't throwing up and had a fever, you're going to school. You just felt miserable at school. Oh, yeah. No amount of crying or... I mean, I'm the same way now with work. It's sad. Well, that's what, like... Now it's like, I can't be sick because it's more work to prepare a sub than to actually be sick. That's why I have that shirt you got me. Everything hurts and I'm dying, but writing sub plants is worse. Oh yeah, I like That's that you the have best that shirt. shirt. You just need to wear that to school more I've often. I've worn it. I like it. To other other teachers com- like it. To like, I agree. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we got a lot of it. So, what we want to talk about today was youths. The youth. These God. two youths. I did not think I would ever get to the point where I'd have to act like my parents and be like, these teenagers these days, they're terrible. But it's true. They are terrible. Yeah, our last big encounter with the the future... Future of America. The future of America. And that was Liz and I, being adults, had a nice night. We had to return some stuff to Macy's. And then we decided, oh, we're at the mall. Let's go play some glow golf, which is like... Putt putt, but you're inside. There's black lights and all that fun stuff. Like, oh, well, it's cheap. We'll play a couple, like a quick game, and then kind of go about our business. So we're there. We're 
playing around. And they have a nice order to things. They have nice arrows pointing you in the direction. And they have the numbers on the holes and stuff. So, like, right. they're very on top of their game. Right. And then all of a sudden, these prepubescent girls with, like, glow stick headbands and all this crap show up as, like, a birthday party thing. Which I don't know why people bring their, like, kids to a birthday party at a mall. But that, okay. So they came in and they got their stuff and then were just kind of... Obnoxious. Obnoxious. Is this... Like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure I was obnoxious as a teenager as well, or a prepubescent teenager, but I was never to the point where it would bother other people, you know? Like, they were just, like, all over the place. They would take a free hole and they would just putt away and whatever and didn't really have uh, any regards for, like, the order of that right. kind of stuff. And that's what kind of made me mad because there were like, it was, if it were just us and like younger people, that would be different. But there were like parents with their kids and like parents with their grand, you know, like kids with their grandparents and parents. And like, that's not fair when there's like families there. If it, if it were different, like if there were a lot of like younger couples like us there, I wouldn't have cared. Right. But there were like families there and like, with little kids. Right. And you're who, are gonna... well, who are more well-behaved than those kids. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Like, it's one thing. Like, okay, if you rent the whole place and it's like, it's totally your space, play to your heart's content. Run from the last hole to the first hole and back. I don't care. But, like, if you're there, you need to, like, follow the rules. Like, most other putt-putt places, the, there's no way to get to other holes. It's kind of you play a track. Mm-hmm. You can't really run around. So that's... But it was in a confined space. It was in, like, a former other retail stores so it was just a bunch of holes close together but still like if all of you did it like ran through it it would have been fine because you are playing quick and right but you shouldn't just be like i'm gonna go to 15 then 9 then 1 then 24 like no just play the holes as ordered mm-hmm. like and there's some nice like we saw some nice people that were a little bit younger than us too yeah like, that group out of us was like we're just messing around. We're not actually one. Just go ahead of us. Just play through. And Yes. There's still... There are still a few youths that are nice, but a right. lot of the time... But they were older youths. They were, like, probably... They were in high school. Yeah. But I still think there are some high schoolers that can be obnoxious as well. I see a lot of those kids when I'm driving to work. Since we live by a high school, so my commute, if I don't leave at a certain time, I get stuck waiting. For one, there's a police person that, like, directs traffic. So, but I get to see a lot of teenagers and other, that riffraff kind of running around and going into, like, speeding into their, in their parents' vehicles or hopping out and not obeying all the crosswalks oh, and stuff. Oh, that and drives me crazy. Although, well... But it's not as bad as I've seen. No, at least the, I mean, the, the road that the high school is on over here is not that bad. It's only a two-lane road. Right. But, like... It was bad by, like, my high school. So, my high school was a lot bigger than my... Well, and probably about the same size as the high school by us. But we had... We were by two busy streets, Arlington Heights Road and Dundee. And, like, there were kids that would jaywalk all the time. And you would be, like... Five total lanes with the turn lane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it was crazy. Like, not even... Like, some kids would even jaywalk in, like, in the crosswalk... You know, they would go when it was still, like, the red person or whatever. And it was just, like, it's so risky. We've had, like, kids... I don't know if it's happened recently, but I know in the past that they were at least a few chilled kid, high school kids because we have open campus lunch, so you can... Literally, there's a McDonald's right across the street from the school, and, like, someone got hit by a car because they weren't paying attention when they were crossing the street, 
And I don't remember. I think she was okay. But, I, I mean, it's just, like, it's scary. Like, kids can be so brainless sometimes. Right. And I feel like it's worse now with kids constantly on their phones. Oh, yeah. And I can't, I, I can't agree. And I can't really say much. Because I know, like, we're on our phones a lot. Like, I feel like our whole generation is on our phones a lot. But, like, we grew up without phones. Like, these kids that are, like, in high school now have had phones since they were, like... Small. Since they were, like... Toddler, not toddlers, but since they were like old enough to have like grade school age kids. Well, some of the kids that are coming up into like middle school and stuff have never lived a life without like knowing what an iPad is or like what a you know like a laptop or whatever. Like a without like no life without that kind of stuff and like it's it's appalling. Right. Because literally, like my kid, I have so I teach um. I teach all, like, 5th through 8th grade, but mostly I see 8th graders. And, like, these kids, like, they don't even buy calculators anymore. They're like, oh, well, I can just use my phone. And, like, they'll just pull it out during math class and just start going to town on their calculator on their phone. Ha! Those other teachers when I was younger. You're never going to use... You're never going to have a calculator in your pocket. How are you going to go to the grocery store and spend money? Well, <laughs> obviously that that they were wrong. I can, so, I can do a lot more than that with my phone. Yeah. But yeah, I remember that whole thing. Like, you're not going to want to carry around a big, fat calculator in your pocket. Carry around much, something much bigger than the calculator I used in grade school. Mm-hmm. And I still memorize all that those multiplication tables for nothing. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's the thing that bugs me the most as a teacher is that they don't know their multiple. They don't have anything memorized anymore. It's like, oh, well, I know like, I had to do, like... So we're so we were doing square roots and stuff, and we had to know like what everything squared was, and then what the square root of everything, like the perfect squares, were, and then just like anything squared. We had to know that. It's basic doubles facts, and my kids don't know. I like they just didn't know. They were like, "Well, I gotta type in the calculator." I'm like, "Guys, you have know to. your doubles facts. I mean, they're not that hard. I promise." And it's like they just don't. It's just not in there. It's not... They're learning, but they're learning for, like, the specific time period. Like, if they need it for a certain unit, great. They'll know it for the unit, but then if you ask them for it later, it's there's no like retention. there's no retention at all. I mean, like, I know I probably forgot some of my multiplication tables or some of the the roots and squared and all that. But it happens. If you don't use it and you're an adult, you just, sometimes that stuff just slips to your memory. Yeah, I understand, but, like, basic double-digit multiplication. Like, not double-digit multiple, like, just doubles facts. One time, they don't know that one times one is one. Like, they don't <laughs> I, know I, I two times work. two is four. Like, I three mean, times it, three, like, they think three times three is six. I'm like, it's not six, it is no. nine. Yeah, and it's the, like, you almost... teaching it with, like, you have three of these things, so this, this, yeah, and all that. It's like, I almost have to teach, I don't even know when they... Like, what, I learned my multiplication facts maybe in third grade. It's like, do I have to go back and right. teach third grade to these kids? Teach the, the multiplications the of nine with your hands. Oh, my gosh. They don't even know that. I showed them that once, and they were like, what blue, is... Blue, it blew blue, their mind. Right. That's like that's something I still stuck out since I learned it, like, second grade, third grade, whatever grade that was. That, like, you know what, like, you can use to do with that, or... Yeah, it's like... Or, like, the six times eight. Six times eight is always 48. Like, that's how I remembered right. it. They just have no clue. They have no clue. Or and the, if I asked the them to, of the if I asked them to skip count, they'd probably act like I was asking them to cut their tongue out. The skip count. A skip count like two, four, six, oh, eight, ten, twelve. Really? Like, yeah, they just don't know. They know the tens and maybe fives, but like 
If you ask wow. them, like, oh, count by threes. Why? Why? Because event, sometimes you need to count by threes. Right. I mean, that's just the nature of math. But it's not even just math. They're just terrible at, like, I don't even know. School. Just, they don't care about school. There are so many kids, the way that they talk to adults, not just, like, in school, but just in life, that it's just, it's appalling. Like, when I was in middle school, I would have never, ever, ever thought, hmm, I'm going to talk back to the teacher and I'm going to tell him to fuck off. Like, that's what some of these kids do, and it's like, like, I would have never thought to do that. Well, was, not that I wanted to do that, but... I was afraid. Like, what was it, ex- like... Like, they think it's acceptable and it's cool and it's really not. It's not. Like, like have respect for your teachers. Like, my thing was, like, if I did something wrong, I was going to get in trouble at school and I was going to get equally as in trouble at home, if not worse. Exactly. And I don't think that happens anymore because people just want to put their kids in front of a TV and just say, okay... I mean, kids like, that don't want to deal with it. Kids that have been given an iPad since they were able to hold it. Mm-hmm. Because it's better than... So they can play games or watch shows, but so they don't have to be taught or parented. Yeah. Like, no kid under double digits should have computer time, an iPad time, phone time. Like, no. just. I think it just needs to be... If they're going to do it, I think it needs to be monitored because it's so easy now to, like... Just go on the internet and, like, type in anything. Even if you type something in spelled incorrectly, you can find some pretty, like... Google results, like... Graphic stuff on there just by accident. And it's not, like... I mean, you have to put the parental controls on, but not a lot of parents really want, like, think that. They just Or don't even know, like, how to do it. Exactly, because some parents, it's like, oh, this kid is screaming and crying. I'm just going to put him on the iPad, and then I'm just going to leave him alone. Right. And that's not really a way to solve the problem. You're just pacifying it. Right. Or it's like, oh, we're at a restaurant. The kid's going to act out. Let me just give him an iPad so he'll just be quiet so I can eat my food. I mean, there are some instances where, yes, that can be acceptable, but I feel like, like there's not a ton, like there's... The parenting going on at this point is not like the parenting was when, you know, you and I were growing up. Because, like, now parents are worried about giving them certain punishments like, oh, a spanking. Oh, you know, washing their mouth out with soap. Like, my parents made me, like, so we had wood floor and there is a significant, I'd probably say like maybe an eighth inch gap between boards when around that time and my parents would make it like if we did something bad we had to kneel on the floor no butt on the back of your legs like you had to sit kneel up straight on the cracks and it hurt i mean it wasn't like a spanking or anything i mean we didn't get spanked right very often but it was something when we were older like that's something we don't want to do and definitely taught you a lesson not to do it. Right. And it's not like, oh, I have bad knees now because I did, you know, because they made me kneel on the floor. I mean, they could have made it a lot worse. There were other right. parents that would do the kneeling, but they would put rice on the ground. So you had to kneel on the rice. Oof, that yeah. would hurt. That would... But it's like certain, like, right. things parents that are going to... are afraid gonna... that what would be considered, like, abuse, mm-hmm. that there are, it's an overcorrection. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's some things that, say now with your kid and, like, discussing... Like, it's not going to solve it. Oh, my... Well, some kids, like, trying to discuss their feelings with a three-year-old is not going to teach them how to... Right. It's just they don't understand. So you have to give them more of a rash and bigger consequence so they understand, oh, I don't do that. Because they don't see things in gray, like when you're trying to explain what's wrong, they see black or white. 
either right. it's wrong or it's right, and you have to kind of parent in that right. way. Or they'll not take that away. like not that we're parents or anything. Right. But it's we just we'll like, we'll have more probably once we're parents and have to deal with that. We'll have our own thoughts and ideas and all that, just because a lot of it's you kind of learn on the way. But yeah, just as it, I guess, as us as outsiders looking in. Right, and like Liz being in a, like in education, so she's a lot of kids and parents and all that gets to see kind of mm-hmm. behind the curtain a little bit there gosh it's just it's awful sometimes and it's not even just like the personality just like the type of music they listen to like some of the music that these kids like we thought we were bad when we were listening to stuff with like oh heck or, or like <laughs> hell or damn or oh my gosh we're so bad because they said shit like now these kids are like listening to stuff like Oh, Explo- F this, N, and blah, blah. Like, they're just, like, like one of the, my fifth fifth graders, mind you, is listening to, like, one of the, I don't remember exactly what new time rapper they were listening to, but it was, like, he was saying, like, the N-word, like, three or four different times, like, in the song, and I was, like, you need to knock it off, put your headphones in, I don't want to hear that. Your other f- people in the class don't want to hear that, because that's super disrespectful, and the kid just was, like, no. I don't care. Like, really, you're going to care when I write you up because that's inappropriate music at school. Right. And, like, I'm pretty, like... Like, my music I knew when I was growing up, some of it was not school appropriate. And I understood that that's stuff I listen to at home. That's the kind of language I can do at home, but I can't do it here. And it's, like, it doesn't translate for the kids now. They're like, oh, I can listen to all this explicit music at home. I'm going to listen to it at school, and no one's going to tell me otherwise. But right. I'm that I'm that bitch that says, uh, no, you're not listening to that. Definitely. Well, and it's all well. So now we're so at my school we're one to one Chromebooks, so they all have their Chromebooks and they use it like their baby. And it's not only just the music, just like this YouTube stuff is just terrible. Well, tell me something you just told me just before we. Oh started my gosh! Recording. So, so my kids since the beginning of the school year have been talking about this Jeffy. And I'm just like, and it's like some of the, one of the kids has disabilities and he's kind of on the lower end of like the spectrum and he's saying like, oh, it's bad, but it's funny. And I'm like, okay, like thinking, I'm thinking along the lines of like, I don't know, like Jeff Dunham where it's like, it's funny and you know, it's a joke and whatever, you know, the guy who does like the, um, peanut and everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. That guy. Like, so you know it's funny. You know that it's a joke, whatever. Right. But, so I watched, like, not even, like, five minutes of this Jeffy video. The the Jeffy is, like, a, they're making fun of kids with, like, disabilities. And it's just, like, because he has, like, the helmet. He has, like, a pencil stuck up his nose and he's a puppet. And I'm just, like, what the heck? I was, like, that is so disrespectful. And they're making fun of the fact that he's... You know, he's got a low IQ and doesn't isn't quite up to speed and whatever. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. And they think it's hilarious. I'm just like, that is terrible. That's basically saying that anybody that is acting like him is funny. And, like, you should laugh at them. Because it's not like they're laughing with him. They're laughing at him. Right. And it just, that boils my blood. So, starting tomorrow, my kids are going to have a rude awakening. If they mention Jeffy, there's going to be... Some write-ups and detentions. Oh, I'm going to be writing up like nobody's business. Don't cross the list. Don't. No, I really am. I'm surprised the kids... that I'm. I am that teacher. I'm so old-fashioned, and the kids don't really even realize it. Right. But it's just like, they need to know 
just like basic humanity. I don't know. That's like the only way I can really describe it is just being a basic human. And I don't know if that's really necessarily around anymore. A basic human who's just right. chill. Like, you know your boundaries. You know, there's, you know what to do and what not to do. And then just like go about your day. I feel like there's not really many people like that anymore. I feel like there's very extreme, like, I don't know, like extreme types of people. There's not really like a in-between, like a normal anymore. Right, I, yeah, there's stuff I can really think of that, that like, bridges the, yeah. It's either, like, the kids are just, like, I don't know, they're, like, crazy and just, like, really, really, like, angry and, like, want to be defiant or whatever, and then there's kids that are just super quiet and you don't even know they exist, and, like, it's just, I don't know, there's, and can be, like, snide and disrespectful, I don't know. Right. Kids grind my gears, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> right. And it's just the nature of the beast when you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. Or have to deal with kids. Like, I don't know. I've been pretty lucky. I haven't seen too much crazy stuff from when I travel for work. I have to go through the airport system, except for when kids do not know how to behave in an airport or in TSA and all that. And they'll just kind of run a little rampant. But usually their parents put a stop on that, because that can cause just more problems for them. Mm-hmm. Their kids were misbehaving or running around or not following the protocol, like taking stuff off or eating yep. stuff in your pile. It's just well, that's the thing. That's the good thing about. I mean, you're you can't really pull out an iPad when you're going through TSA and a kid right. is screaming his head off or goofing off. You can't really pull your iPad out. Well, guess what? It has to be in the bin. So now what are you right. gonna do? That's kind of like, it's like well, right. you know, you think the iPad or the cell phone is gonna cure everything. And it's like, well, there's certain occasions where you're not going to be able to have access to that. Right. Well, that brings me back. So I just thought of this. There was more to that story of those kids when we were at Glow Golf. When we left there, mm-hmm. the kids left before us. And, like, their parents made a scavenger for them that involved them going into different of the stores in the mall to look for certain things. And like, like, their kids would just be like running rampant into a store, not buying anything, causing chaos, and then leaving. I mean, I know that there, in the past, there have been certain, like, I know that they'll be, like, mall-sponsored stuff that's like that. They'll do that for kids. And I feel like it's more, like, in the holiday season they'll do that. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you're just doing it off on your own, that's just being really inconsiderate of the people who are working and the people that are actually, like, looking to buy stuff in a store. Right. Like, if I was was working at one of those department stores and, like, kids came in, like, I, like, come on, like... It's a weekday night. I don't want to deal with it. Actually, it was a weekend night. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't want to deal with it. It's towards the end of the night. I just want to get my shit done and get out of there and be done with it. Well, the and it's, like, then you have to deal with people. Like, the thing that I didn't like the most about working with, like, people, like, in more of a retail setting is that I just hated when people complained. And, like, when you have people that are being disrespectful, then you have people that are complaining. And then, like, what's worse? Dealing with the kids that are being obnoxious or dealing with... Like, people that are just complaining. Like, you're talking about these kids. Like, I... What do you want me to do? Exactly. It's I can't like, yell at worth? these kids. I can't discipline them because... Yeah, because then they're... You know, the, I want, I'd want. i like to see the manager mothers come in and be like, Why are you trying to tell my kid what to do? Blah, blah, blah. And then you're just stuck in, like, this situation that right. just is uncomfortable for you and maybe everybody else around you. Right. I just... The use of today... Youths, yeah. That's really all I can say about them is that they're just youths. Uh, like I don't even like, know, like wearing. And here's the thing too. There's some kids like just 
the the amount of responsibility that some of these parents are giving their kids in like the preteens like being able to carry a cell phone and having unlimited texting data whatever like that's so like that was not right. something that i mean granted you know having unlimited stuff wasn't in existence when we were in school but like just the fact that you like it's very unsupervised and you get all these like I know I watch a lot of the murder shows, but I mean, there's this one show that's basically all about kids or people who get catfished online and end up dying because they, their parents, you know, they're 13, 14 years old and their parents don't have a clue that these kids are talking to these people that are posing as kids at their age. And then they end up sneaking out and, you know, find out, oh, he's 40 years old and ends up getting killed because they don't use they don't have any like they don't have like a sense of oh this may not be the greatest thing to do or like their parents just have no idea and then you have these parents that sit there they're like i had no idea they were talking to someone yeah we have do you not talk to them right how do you know we had that happen i guess we had that when we were kids with chat rooms because mm-hmm. then semestering was a big thing because no one had cell phones we'd be on the computer and be on like aim or that and there was always those extra chat rooms but that's mm-hmm. i don't know if we should talked about this show it's like something that was kind of like related to that involved that movie searching because mm-hmm. the whole the the father knew none of the daughter's friends like didn't know who she hanging out with i mean and that's what kind of made it like more like not like bone chilling but just more like it kind of made you realize like how much you're actually putting onto your like how much kids really are putting on their computer and like you can have you can think your kid acts and is a certain way but they could be complete they can be a totally different person online right and you would never know unless you i mean not that they'll tell you the truth if you ask them but unless you're in the know with technology as well right what is it where like certain parents will have that special thing on their phone, like, where any text that goes to the kid's phone will also be sent to the parent's phone, or... I feel... Like, there's certain times where, yes, I think that is appropriate to do, but then there's, like, I feel like kids hit a certain age where it's just, like, you have Kid, to... You trust them. You, you have to trust them. But it's so hard to trust them in a world where, literally, you can be... You can live a double life. Because you can be one person in real life and one person online. Right. Some people are the shyest, quietest people in their day-to-day lives, but online or on that, they're a, they're the most outgoing. They're social. They're they find comfort behind a screen, mm-hmm. and that's how like everyone is so like that's how uh, cyberbullying becomes a big problem. Is that kids the the anonymity of being online made like things that you wouldn't tell a kid to their face, but you could say it online made it so much easier for mm-hmm. them. Well, exactly, and. It's like, um, it's just, it's just bad. I don't know. Cause like, and that's like, cyberbullying is one of like the hardest things to prove because like, you have to be online and literally if a kid says, no, I'm not going to give you my, you know, my information to go in and look at these things, like you don't really have any case. Right. You can't. Unless demand, you subpoena them, right? You which can is make a whole another thing. Right, you can't demand the kids' passwords. You can't be able to just access all that stuff, like, and you can't snoop behind their back because that just creates distrust between you and your child. It's just there's a lot that can be problematic. 
like we saw the whole thing with um that blockers movie had the whole comedic thing of like the cell phone or not the cell phone the computer was left open and like with apple products your texting on your phone could be linked to your computer so all the texts they were sending back and forth were popping up on the screen so you could see what they're saying and that created a whole problem but that also involved an invasion of privacy first mm-hmm. i mean it was, it was a funny movie and it was i enjoyed it but still like that's like, you could learn stuff that you were never meant to learn about your kid. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I understand that there are parts of your kid that you're never going to know just because they don't want you to know. Right. But it's like, you don't want it to get to a point where it becomes dangerous. And I feel like there's, time and time again, it gets to the point where it gets dangerous and then you're kind of sitting there, like, feeling bad about yourself because you didn't do anything or you didn't know to do anything about it. Right. And that's what I'm going to be terrified of if we have a teenage daughter or teenage... Whenever we have teenagers, I'm probably going to, like, hide in my room and say, I'll see you when you're 20. Bye. (laughs) Daddy can deal with you now. I'm not going to do it. Because I know I'm going to be, like, a nervous wreck, especially when they start going to, like, football games and dances. I'm going to be, like, sitting on the couch. Boy-girl parties? They're not allowed to go to boy-girl parties. Not unless the parents is home. That's my thing. I don't know. I'm very No dating much... until you're 16. <laughs> that's what I tried. It didn't work. Well, that's what my parents thought, and it didn't work. And... Well, like, that's a, like, group things can easily become... It's the same thing, like, you can tell your parents one thing and do something else entirely different. Yeah, and I know how I was as a teenager, and it just makes me, like, wor- like everyone says, or at least my grandmother likes to say, oh, you know, the next generation is always worse. So, like, she said, well, oh, your mom was a terror when she was younger. And then my mom's like, oh, I was so much worse than she was and blah, blah, blah. Now I'm going to be like, oh, my God, my child is going to be, like, 20 times worse than I ever was. Well, and I think a lot of that is just, like, you see things differently as a parent than you as a kid. So it always seem like, there's no way I was that bad at their age, even though it's probably the same level of bad. Oh, yeah. Like, how my mom always says, you never wanted your little brother. You always said that he was terrible and... To take him away. And I'm you like... Were four. I was three. I was by myself for a whole three years of existence. You have no concept I of... I had no concept. And, you know... And, like, my mom makes it seem like we... My brother and I have this horrible relationship. Yes, we argue. We're brother and sister. What do you expect? But I still, like... I don't know. I still care about my brother. I still want to see him when he comes home to visit. Right. Is it hard to, like, connect with him sometimes? Because we have that age difference? Sure. But we still have, like, I mean, in general, we like each other. It's not right. like we outwardly hate each other or anything. Right. I'm it's sure when just you're both, we don't agree on something. I'm sure when you're both were prepubescent or all that stuff, there was a lot of squabbling and fighting and crying and mm-hmm. throwing fits at each other. But, yep. like, since you guys have been, like, since your brother's been in, like, high school on, you guys have been pretty good with each other. Oh, yeah. Well, it also helped that both of us, kind of, so we're three and a half years apart or four years in school. So, like, when he was a freshman in high school, I was a freshman in college. And so that was kind of nice because, like, yeah, he was a little more immature than I was. But it just kind of, like, we were kind of at the same place. But, you know, when I was in middle school and my brother was in elementary school, it was like, ew, he's in elementary school. Like, I don't want to have to deal with that little baby, you right. know. And then... In high school, it was like the same thing. Ugh, I don't want to deal with that high, that middle schooler. Right. It's, but then it's, you're it's, on it's, the same level once you kind of get past that. It's typical big sister. Just mm-hmm. wanting to be your own person, not worry about 
someone trailing behind you or wanting to hang out. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it helped that probably you guys didn't really run in the same types of things. Yeah. Like, my brother and I did not... We did have some teachers that were the same when it came to, like, going through middle school, high school, elementary school. But a lot of the times, I had the older teachers, so they were retired by the time my brother got to that grade. Right. It was the same thing for me and my brother. We just... We had very few classes together by the time, because he was four years ahead of me, so it was just that cycle shifts. Mm-hmm. Or teachers no longer teach that, or some teachers move up or down grade levels, and it just, it never amounts to anything. Mm-hmm. But. Luckily, my, my brother got lucky, because I was not the talker at all when I was in high school or middle school or whatever, and they would, a lot of times when they would see his name, they like, some teachers didn't even remember who I was, even though my brother would say, oh yeah, you know, she's... You know, my sister is Liz Sturba. Like, they would have no idea. They'd be like, who? I had her? When did I have her? Right. Because I the, didn't talk. You're the white kid who got their work done and moved on. I was un, I was forgettable. I will say that. You were... There were... For certain teachers, I was forgettable. For some teach, I say for maybe a handful of teachers, I, I am a little bit memorable. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Right. In German class. Because <laughs> I babysat the German teacher's kid after I went, when I was in college for a little bit. Nice. But past that, I don't know. If right. I, she's the only teacher that would really like, that's the first one to come to mind if I was like, they remember me. Because I also saved her butt on one occasion. What? What's the story? Oh, the story? Well, so we were, if so. You share it. Yeah, I don't care. So I, it was my first year in German and they do an exchange program with um, a school in Germany. And I signed up for one exchange student. And so we're going through the process. I know who she is, whatever, and we email. And then I get this random, yeah, email. So I had to email her. So I I was going through my email, and I see this one from another German student. And she says, hey, you know, I'm, her name is Yana. I'm like, hi, I'm Yana. Like, I'm supposed, I'm like Milena's best friend, whatever. I haven't heard from the person I'm staying with. Like, could you ask someone about it? So I like brought it to my teacher's attention and come to find out this girl dropped out last minute on the U.S. side, like my side. She dropped out at the last second and my teacher was freaking out because she had no, like, nobody else really wanted to do it. Because it's kind of a big undertaking when you do it. You essentially adopt a kid for... You essentially adopted a kid for, like, three weeks to a month, I think. And so eventually, you know, she came up to me and she's like, you know, I don't have anybody else. Is there any way that you can take another one? You know, they're best friends. They would be fine. So, like, I had to beg my mom. Like, I had to beg her because I felt bad. I didn't want, you know, Yana to miss out on this experience because none of the kids came back. I mean, it was only like a once in a, kind of like a once in a lifetime opportunity for them, like to come with school at a discounted rate to go to the U.S. and kind of experience it. So like, I just kind of like made my mom clear about that, you know, like, oh, if you, if we don't do this, like she spent all this money and now she's not going to get to go. And, like, that's just sad. Yeah. But luckily, my mom was nice and let me have both. And Did they, get to go, did they go to, like, class with you? Like, they have yeah, a curriculum? Yeah, they did. That... Mm-hmm. They did. My, I'm pretty sure that, like, so this was my junior year of high school? Yeah, junior year of high school. And I'm pretty sure when I had, they only came to, like, a few classes. Because, like, they would either be in the German room or they would have, um, 
like their teacher would take them on these excursions during the day and then they would hang out at night did they have a German teacher that came with them? Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. stayed somewhere, most likely? Yeah, he stayed... So, it was... Um, I don't remember his name exactly. But I remember he would... He actually stayed with our German teacher. Oh, so like, they... Like, she hosted him. And then... Um, yeah, and then oh, everyone... Yeah, so... And it's it's pretty typical, um, at least at the school, where the teacher, if they're doing the exchange program, they usually host the, like, the teacher... And then vice versa, because sometimes, because I think it's like every two years, the orchestra people, they have exchange students in Austria, so they go to Austria um, every two years. And then with German, I think it's every three? I don't remember exactly. I'm sad I didn't get to go, because I don't, I kind of went on an off year. So you got to take in kids from Germany, but you couldn't go. I got to take in, but I couldn't go. You would have probably loved to be able to go. Oh, my gosh. And, like, my exchange students were, like, the best. Like, we were very close and... Still kind of... We occasionally chat. You're closer than Facebook friends. Slightly. Slightly. You got enough that you can comment on each other's things on Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. So. And they're, like, and they're your age. So, like, you can see how... Not the other half lived, but you get to see how kids your same age in Germany are doing their now their adult lives out there. And, yeah, and it's like I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we really don't have. I guess I don't really know about the high school where I teach if they have that. I mean, in the eighth grade, we have these wiki buddies where we contact kids from Mexico, but it's not like they ever get to meet them. So it's just like having a pen pal, but like actually getting to see these people and like have them in your daily life like it was almost like at that time in my life I could not like when they were there it was like how am I going to even live my life without them it was having it was almost like having two sisters it was great and then when they left it was like oh like like I haven't seen them since we've talked a lot between then but I just haven't it's so expensive to get to Europe that it's just and they can't, and they're not, can't really come back. And they've, and I know that some, I know one of them did come back, but it's like they don't want to go back to Chicago. They want to go and experience other things. And right. of course, the other things that they want to experience are also expensive to get to in the U.S. Right. So I kind of missed out on that. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Is right. But at least we can kind of end on a high note. But I think mm-hmm. that would probably do it for adulting and easy for this week about the youths and the youths and being surrounded by them and being them some and we're not them anymore right I feel but, like the old lady reminiscing old men. Uh, yeah and especially now that i have like a sore back and sore legs from all this work i'm like i feel 80 years old even though i was working with an 80 year old who probably feels better now because he's he, like bull he's strong like bull he's strong like bull Uh, But yeah, that'll do it for this week. I'm Andrew. And I'm Liz. Have a great week, guys. Bye.